Good morning and welcome to HQI Sports. I'm your host, Josh Shobbs. On today's show, we will be running through our NFL offseason wish list as the NFL season has officially come to a close after Super Bowl 56. Then we'll run through our own very personal NBA All-Star player drafts, putting our or giving our perspective on who we would take in our NBA All-Star draft. Then we'll run through the HQI headlines. Then I'll be re- re- revealing my top five teams in the NBA as we head into the All-Star game, and then we'll wrap up the show, of course, with a two-minute warning. With that being said, let's dive straight into this episode. Damian Williams runs to immortality and will be remembered forever in the Chiefs' kingdom. And once again, welcome back to HQI Sports. I'm your host, Josh Ives. Joined by my side is my co-host, Parker. Parker, man, good good morning on this early Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Brian and Early, cannot wait to get this show started. But first, before we dive into the show as a whole, going over our NFL offseason wish list, Parker, how are you doing today on this fine Sunday morning? I am doing well, my man. Good morning to you. Um, yeah, it was a crazy weekend for college basketball. We got oh, to yeah. see here at Ithaca. I got to see. I got to call. I got to be sideline reporting for the first game, and then I just got to watch the other three. It was excellent. Uh, it's been an absolutely crazy weekend, but I am happy to be here this morning. Same here, Matt. Didn't the didn't the the girls' basketball team win their 17th straight game or something like that? Oh yeah, w- women's team is on the craziest. It's streak. absolutely insane the run that they've been going on. And they've won the Liberty League now, the one seed in the Liberty League for the That's third great. year in a row. And now they're going to head into the into the playoffs. And Both we, teams have buys, which is pretty nice. But, I mean, bad for radio because it means we don't get content on Tuesday. But very good going for the team. For, going forward. It, but it's very good for radio because exactly. we get even better high-stakes content later. Right. And then also this week, I mean, just last night, I mean, we had the three-point contest. I mean, we had oh, the dunk contest. All-Star weekend was pretty good. Um, I got I got the I got the dunk contest. And I got right. the uh, skills competition right. I was so – when you – you you rightfully corrected me on Twitter last day. Like, you hey. tried to back off. I know. I, I, I swear. I did not I – I looked at that. I was like, I did not – like, why did I write Team Cavs? I didn't pick Team Cavs. Why did I, I was so – I was like – but it was rightfully so. You called me out. We got it fixed. We got we – we each got one of them right. Um, I I was so happy. I would just tell you – I'll just say this real quick. I was so happy that Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point contest. As someone who, who played basketball for a very long – and still does. And just to see the big guys get love for once, especially, especially in the three-point contest, it just – that meant something special to me. Because he – I mean, he, he scored 29 points in his final round. I mean, he that's – I I don't quote me, but I think that was a record. I mean, I it was. It was I mean, he was draining almost every single shot. It was, it was it a was, really good round. It was, it, it, I mean, it really showed off. I think to people who, because Cat obviously is definitely one of the better plays, players in the league, but unfortunately he plays for Minnesota, yeah. which obviously I think half of his all, all-star performances he's quietly are never a top be fifty seen. player, probably. Um, but you know, so like a national a national event like the three point contest, I think is some is a is a it's a place where you can actually show off you know how good Carlton Towns can be. Especially just, I mean, because he can put on the floor, he can shoot. I mean, he can do everything. So, oh yeah, Marab super... Samad is going to have a good, had a good night, and is going to have a good morning this morning. Yeah, uh, I... big Timberwolves fan. You're <laughs> on mean, BIC. I mean, I, I mean, and yeah, I mean, I think Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best players in the league. And just to see him put up that, to finally see, you know, because he's never obviously gotten much credit for how good he is, and then the final for him to win something like the three point contest it was really, really cool to see. 
With that being said, though, let's move into our first segment for today's uh, episode, which is our NFL offseason wish list, Parker. I mean, this is the first this is the first show we've done here since Without the Super Bowl. To talk about it's I mean, a tragedy. Yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl was last weekend. It was a great game. I mean, I, I had no complaints. I mean, I it was I feel it was a little bit anticlimactic at the end with Joe Burrow getting the uh, getting sacked by Aaron Donald to lose the game. Um, but overall, it was a great game. Uh, but now we're kind of looking forward for this segment and. Essentially, what we're doing here is essentially just giving you guys three of our top wishes um, that we would like to see, ha- or top you know moves that we would like to see happen. You know, as free agency hits, as the draft comes up. I mean, just moves that we would like to see in general. Parker, I'm gonna actually toss it to you first because I know you obviously had some you had some you had some ideas for this segment when we first pitched it. So I'm gonna let you reveal your first, I guess, sort of wish list item as we head into NFL uh, the NFL offseason. Well. Um, I, I was thinking about it, and I have two wishes. I'm just going to start with the Ravens because to make it easy on myself. <laughs> course, um, I have two course. wishes for them because they are, as I talked about during my Thursday tirade two weeks ago, I think they are on. They are at a breaking point right now. They are either going to make that final push that they need to make a big game, and by a big game I mean the big game, yep. or they're going to absolutely collapse and Harbaugh is going to have a hard time keeping that team in order and potentially even keeping that job. As much as I believe in him, you know, eventually stuff needs to get blown up. So first, I think they need to get some O-line help. I would love to see some veteran, um, some more veteran talent. Not old talent anymore, but maybe people coming off of rookie contracts. Um, Free agency could be big. Uh, I don't love drafting O-linemen unless you can find a Rashawn Slater or a Panay Sewell who both had great starting seasons. Or um, what's the name of Creed Humphreys? Creed Humphreys. Yeah. So there were definitely some hits this year, but that is – I would argue that's an outlier. It's hard to draft O-linemen well because a lot of the best talents come off of free agency and uh, undrafted free agents. And then the other thing I would ask for is try. To, my wish would be to get Terry and Matthew from the Chiefs because he's a free agent this offseason. Um, <laughs> good luck with that, my friend. Ravens have a good safety core, but it, you can it can never hurt to have more high end talent. Uh, and Matthew's just he's a, he has good energy. Uh, he he's made some mistakes. He had a okay. He had a so so off um, postseason and down the stretch, but he's a great player. Um, give me your first wish for the offseason. Yeah, so, well, first of all, good luck ever getting Tyron Matthew for my home team. Um, but going on to my going on to my first uh, item on my wish list, um, I want to talk about Tua Tagovailoa because this has been a quarterback who is, he's always had kind of a soft spot for my heart, I would just say. I mean, I mean, because I've, 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 I've lots of opinions about quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep. And when it comes to Tua, I I obviously recognize that he probably on on screen doesn't doesn't look like the most talented quarterback at times. He just kind of looks very pedestrian is the wrong word, but I mean he he just nothing. There's nothing real really flashy about his game most of the time. But I still believe in him, and I still think he can be a very 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 effective quarterback in this league. I mean he 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 wins. I mean he he's he's, he's sort of similar to a Jimmy Garoppolo in that he just just sort of finds way to wins games most of the time when he has. You know the personnel around him. He obviously got to put personnel around. You got, he's got he's a quarterback that definitely needs talent around him to be oh, to be an effective quarterback. I'm not denying that. And because of that, if you think about Tua Tagovailoa in his first two seasons with the Dolphins, who has been his running back? Honestly, Miles Gaskin. My, Miles Gaskin. I mean, uh, they had that like Peyton Laird or someone like that. I mean, ran it's, a couple it, jet suits. Jalen Waddle. It's been absolutely. I mean, the fact like asking Tua Tagovailoa to be one of the better quarterbacks early on with the running backs that you've been providing him is honestly kind of ridiculous. Not so great. my wish list item, my first one, is to get Tua Tagovailoa 
by any means necessary, at least a top, I'd say, 15 or top 10 running back. Because if you get, if you get if you're able to provide to it with a steady ground game and keep and keep actual defenses on their toes because they if you if based on their style of play right now they they know they know that the they know that the Miami the Miami offense is the short intermediate game yeah. with little to no running game and almost no deep game. I mean Waddle can take the top off when he can. But um, Tua can't and, get that ball and, to him. But anyway, yeah, but it's so. it's obviously not it's obviously not a specialty. We all right. know that. So. With that being said, I think if you get to attack of Aloha, a top ten running back, that's going to make him look even better. It's going to make this Miami offense more dynamic, and I think it, it will really show how good Tua can be when you put talent around him. I think it, it would give him more of a fair, more of a fair evaluation as you obviously head into his contract year. So I, I mean, in terms of getting one, I think you could either there's some decent free agent backs on the on the who are free agents right now. Um, one uh, some notable ones are like Cordell Patterson. Melvin Gordon. I mean, there's some decent ones. Obviously, probably not top ten running backs, but if you put them in the right situation, I think they could be pretty effective. If I had the call, I would probably go for someone cheaper uh, because there's yeah. a lot that roster. You, you don't have to make a I would try to make a move. But just I would try someone... to make a move for Dearness Johnson out of Cleveland. That's a. Dis- I mean, he's that's a third a... stringer there who is probably an untapped talent, as we yeah. saw when Kareem and um, Nick Chubb were out. Right. I think I think he could definitely yeah, make some strides there and try to earn a big contract somewhere else. At, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there, there's there's plenty of players that the Dolphins could go after if, if they really set their minds to. They could even draft one if they felt so. If they if they really, if they found someone that they really like, maybe in the third or fourth round. Like there, there's a lot of options they could do. I just hope that they make the decision because I think, like I said, if you give two at a ground game, I think the Miami Dolphins can be a pretty. I mean, I think they could be a really. I think. Mean, you give if you put if you give two a ground game, I think they're a playoff team just in general, despite losing Brian Flores. And I think, obviously, I don't think they're going to be Super Bowl Super Bowl contender. But I think if you, I want to, I want to see what two has with, with an effective running back. That's essentially what I'm trying to say. I'll let you go to you because you got obviously you got two more. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, I'm just, I'm just going to cut it to one more. Um, and this is something that really bugged me because obviously last season we saw a lot of talk of run it back, and the Bucks may <laughs> had a crazy like a historic off season where you saw every single one of their starters return to the active roster, which I don't know if it had ever happened before on a Super Bowl team in, like, the modern era of football. Um, and after the Rams Super Bowl parade, as, as they set, announced to absolutely zero fans, um, <laughs> Aaron Donald was calling for run it back. Sean McVay was calling for run it back. A lot of players were saying, we're going to run it back. And I, my offseason wish for the Rams is don't make the same mistake as the Buccaneers. Um, even which though, is. which is they got so dependent on that existing rosters that they forgot that that can make you stale and predictable. Okay. Um, people figured sure. out the Bucks yeah. game down the stretch. It became a lot. It didn't become easy to beat them, but there became a game plan to beat them. If you have the exact same team and nothing that's going to surprise people, especially once injuries start piling up, um, which let's be honest, this Rams team, despite what happened to Odell Beckham and Tyler Higby. They still got kind of lucky on the injury front in that their defense remained almost entirely healthy um, through the postseason, down the stretch, all of it. They lost some offensive weapons and definitely, like, I'm not going to take anything away from that Super Bowl. They did, they won that Super Bowl with an arm pin behind their back. Um, they probably should have rolled Cincinnati if they had everybody. Um, but would I, you, I guess what, I guess the question would be, who would you want to see them? Like, what's the, what's the area that we would like to see them improve on? I don't know necessarily if they need an improvement. Obviously, their secondary needs to be deeper. Um, we saw even Jalen Ramsey is getting torched because they know that they can. Um, number one receivers know that they can beat him if they have that speed. Um, Ramsey's a great shutdown corner, but you can get deep against him. So finding another corner who can cover a deep threat maybe a little okay. more effectively would be nice. 
Also, um, I was thinking maybe linebacker. Yeah, maybe maybe a stronger running back if Sony Michelle keeps showing that he's not a hundred percent back. But I would say keep giving him chances. Just don't and and maybe see if you can get some. I don't know if, if I want to say get some draft capital back because build a dynasty while you can. Like respect that. Yeah, but. You have to worry about the future at some point. Matt Stafford's not going to play forever. Aaron Donald's probably about to retire. He's probably got one or two more seasons left in the tank. Uh, and and it's starting to look like the Ravens' D-line, actually, where it's just a <laughs> bunch of great veteran players who are nearing the ends of their careers. I don't see Von Miller playing for five more seasons. No, 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 no. Even though he is probably coming back. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I, th- I agree with you. D-line probably a factor going forward. And I think also O-line, I mean... For as long for as long as you have Matt Stafford, you got to protect him, especially as he gets older. Exactly. Um, so so yeah, maybe I, shore up that O line some more too, since yeah. Cincinnati was definitely able to punch through. Give me your last one. All right, my last one here. I got. I can go choose between. I got two on the screen right here. I'm going to choose this one just because I think I, I I'm more passionate about this one. So I for anyone who's been listening to HY Sports for over oh, because we've been doing this or I I've been doing this for about two years now. You, I mean, people are very aware of my opinion on Matt Ryan, uh, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, uh, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna go in, all into that. But point is, for too many years, Falcons fans have had to put up with good but nowhere near great play in quarterback Matt, Matt Ryan. I mean, his stats are his stats at the end of the year are always phenomenal because he just he gets garbage time touchdowns. I mean, he's he's a perfect he's a perfect fantasy quarterback. Parker. Oh I mean, yeah, he's amazing. I mean, he, he can put up ridiculous numbers of fantasy. I'm not denying that. What I am questioning, though, is his ability to to lead a team, especially as he as he continues to get older and older, and the Falcons just continue to go pre- pretty much nowhere every single season um, after that Super Bowl loss. So I believe it is finally the year. No matter what, I believe that the Falcons should the Falcons need to move on from Matt Ryan. I mean, obviously this is not a very um, loaded quarterback class. I admit that. But I mean, for agency, if the Falcons, if the Falcons really wanted to, Parker, if the Falcons were serious in trying to move on from Matt Ryan, I believe that they could land one of these top free agents quarterbacks in in free agency this year. I mean, maybe not necessarily an Aaron Rodgers, but maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe a Russell Wilson if they really wanted to. I mean, there's some. I think there's some quarterbacks that could be attracted to this to this opening if Matt Ryan did decide to finally move on. So I would love to see. What the Atlanta Falcons could do with with new obviously new leadership at the quarterback position, maybe Russell Wilson, maybe I mean there's 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 definitely some names that I think could really fit with that organization in that system. I would love to see I would also I would love to see Matt Ryan gone, and I also would love to see <laughs> maybe a Russell Wilson put on that Falcons jersey. Yeah, I certainly don't hate that idea. My first instinct though is hold on to him for one more year, maybe draft a Kenny Pickett because they they are they're hovering around this mid tier draft and. They might be better off getting a high-end prospect versus um, trying to get a sure thing I mean, that's and dealing fair. with the Matt Ryan contract I don't, I'm stuff. Not, yeah, I mean, I don't deny that. I'm just saying. It, it, it depends on uh, – Falcons have never seemed like a win-now team. They, no, they They've but, never really been in win-now mode. Even their 2016 run, it wasn't because they it wasn't because they had fought and scraped to make it so well, that Matt they had Ryan Super Well, Matt Ryan was playing his best football his career. Exactly. And, and then they had – um, they had Devonta Freeman, who was who was in his prime yeah. career. I mean, I, I love that Falcons. They had Julio. I mean, they they were up twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl and somehow didn't win. I mean, it was it was an incredible Falcons team that year. It's just they've never been able to repeat any of that success going forward. Oh, 100%. And I feel like part of that is just always like, part of that is just always like, part of that is just oh, Matt Ryan. 
you know, umbrella over them. They you got me there. Because every time I think of the Falcons, I think of Matt Ryan first. So maybe it's time to put a new face to that franchise, and maybe you'll see different different results on the field. That's essentially what I'm going with that. Oh, with, I got you on that one. With that being said, we're going to take a very short break, and then when we come back, me and Parker will be putting on the caps of Team LeBron and Team Giannis, or, not, or excuse me, Team Durant, and uh, drafting the All-Stars that are going to be playing tonight. So stay tuned for the All-Star Draft. Do you really love love and everything about it? Tune in to VIC Mondays, 8 to 10 p.m. for two hours of nothing but love to your oxytocin fix. I'm getting a catcher's mitt. I'm getting ice skates. I'm getting a jigsaw puzzle. I'm getting dying coral reefs. A blue bicycle. A walkie-talkie. I'm getting a severe drought. Cool black skateboard. I'm getting melted ice caps. A killer heat wave. A shrinking glacier. I'm getting a devastating flood. Adults are generous. We're even giving kids global warming. But it's not too late. We can still reduce greenhouse gas pollution. Go to fightglobalwarming.com. Brought to you by Environmental Defense, the Robertson Foundation, and the Ad Council. VIC Radio. Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, good, you know. It's so typical of me to talk about No, like, no, tell me what you want to hear. That's why, you know, that's what radio DJs do. Take requests and, you know, are you, you're still talking, okay. Sounds good. We take requests. Call in at 607-274-1059 or tweet us at VIC Radio. Welcome back to AJY Sports. Now it is time for me and Parker to take the role of, of Kevin Durant and, and LeBron James. And dra- GMs. And, yeah, and, and drafting the All-Stars uh, for the selected for the 2022 All-Star game. That's happening tonight. We already know the teams in real life, but in our fictional minds, this is the teams that we would draft if we obviously had the ability to choose our separate teams. Wait, wait. Two questions for you. All right, go ahead. First of all, is KD, are we pretending that KD could play, and is LeBron playing? Um, I feel like we just do it the same format that they did. All I right, mean, so, um, well, who gets the LeBron as a compensatory pick then? That's <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll just so, take him out. We'll just yeah, take him out. Just as take well. him out. I mean, just yeah, and just essentially just do it the same way. I yeah, mean, I'm cool yeah. with that. Okay, so for Team Josh, and I, I, I'm just, I'll, I'll have the first pick, and then Car- Parker obviously will go after me. I want to. I wish I had the NFL draft sound on like a soundboard <laughs> right now. I love I love that <laughs> little chime. No, no, I'm not trying. I'm not trying, <laughs> Copyright I'm not trying to impersonate that. Um, all right, back to the, back on track. First pick, um, we're obviously going to do the five starters and then and then run off the benches uh, after that. So I guess the first pick, I mean, obviously I got I got a few players in mind. I could go either I could go Curry, I could go Giannis, I could go Embiid. Those are the three ones I'm looking at. I'm going to roll with as much as I, as much as I love Embiid. I'm going to roll with Giannis Antetokounmpo for my first pick. I mean, as much as I love Embiid and much as I, how much I talk about Embiid. Giannis, I mean, after I, I, I'm still like I'm still honestly processing what he did in the finals and in, in Game Six of the finals last season. Parker, I yeah, mean, his ability to just take over a game is honestly astonishing. Just at that size, six eleven, able to bring the ball down the court, can drive by literally anyone, and then and then he has that Shaq ability down low, where if you give him the ball down low, it's essentially two points. So, I mean, his ability. I mean, he, he's just such an absolute freak of nature. I mean, he literally is called the Greek freak, so, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But Giannis, as much as I love Embiid, he just honestly, he just has that ability that I feel like people just, you can't really describe, and that's why. I'm going to take Giannis for my first pick. 
Well, like KD himself, I really need size on this team. And you've taken <laughs> and you've taken Giannis off the board, oh, so I have to go with the other big man on this starter draft board. Um, it, it's it's a no brainer. Uh, the MVP favorite, Joel Embiid. There you go. Well, we've we've already replicated the first picks yep, of our respective exactly. GM. I guess, yep. I guess I'm KD now. Yeah, okay. All right. Um. All right. Next one for me. I'm gonna probably go with a little bit of smaller player. I need need some need, need a guard that can. Don't you dare. I yeah. I know who you. I should I do it? Because I know. I think I know who you. I think. No, I, no. Just pick honestly. Just right. take it. Yeah. I'm gonna pay John Moran. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, I thought. Okay, I actually thought you were. I just thought. I just thought we were gonna end I, up replicating Team LeBron. No, no, no. no. I, I, yeah. So. so I, John Moran. I mean, I mean, it seems like every night this dude's putting up like a forty ball and just absolutely going insane. I mean, the the we all knew how good he was last season. I just don't think we expected him to be this good this early. Absolutely. Because I think He's I think because everyone when everyone was watching him like last season, it's like, man, if this dude can even improve on this a little bit more and maybe he could even do this like and then we all saw it actually happen yeah he got season. into the 18 before he had a team now, like, and now third, he has a team the, yeah the Memphis is now the like the third seed in the western conference i mean oh, yeah. and, and it's obviously all on the backs of john Morant. i mean it's he's been absolutely incredible this season he's my second pick i gotta say um seeing you go smaller it is tempting to take damar here but I got to go with the best shooter in NBA history. I'm just quoting LeBron. Darn it. <laughs> but um, you've got the best player on the planet, so I need a historic player of my own. I'm going to take Stephen Curry. That's fair enough. I mean, I, 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 that's that – yeah. there, There's was, not too much to say no. there. He's still the best shooter that there's yeah, ever been. He's, he's absolutely incredible. Yeah. He's been in a bit of a slump, but all, all it takes is something fun like the All-Star break to loosen yourself up. He didn't even play in the three-point contest, nah. which is weird. I mean, he's kind of been. I mean, he he waited to do a three point contest until it was in his until the all star all star event was in Charlotte. So true. He, he he definitely has. I mean, it's definitely it's not something he feels like he's obligated to go to. Oh no, I just mean that he is so dominant. No, 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 yeah. it's so fun. All right, All right. next pick for me, me. I'm having a little bit of trouble, honestly. Oh, um, it's it's top heavy. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll with. Ooh, this is tough. I'm gonna go with Luka Doncic. I oh I I. He, from I mean, the reserves. I mean, he put a. I, he had a game. I don't know if it was last time, maybe the night before, where he dropped like forty-five points in three quarters. I mean, it's absolutely. I mean, when this guy is on, when he when he's feeling it, I mean, he's one of the most unstoppable forces in the entire NBA, despite having virtually no, essentially no physical attributes that are scary to look at. And, and it's, then it's only like his third or fourth year. Yeah, and people forget how young he is. I mean, he's, he's an absolute. So good. I mean, I was I was very disappointed to see it when the Mavericks traded away Porzingis because I just know that I mean, as good as Doncic is, he can't be the he can't be the. It's only, only going to be like on a one or two year rebuild. I They'll be fine. I just I, I I hate to see any years of Doncic being wasted. Essentially, my point. totally yeah, fair. He's my third. He's my third pick. All right, so now I am now Demar Derozan looks even better, and that is really tempting. But you've got another big man, and I'm seeing another starter who's another MVP. <laughs> And it's weird saying that both of them are going to be on the floor at the same time for my team, but I think you can kick and beat out to be like a power forward or something. So you I'll, could, honestly. I'll, I'll make Nikola Jokic I knew my uh, my my center starter. Even even more to your point of Embiid playing at more at the four. I mean, do you? I mean, you've seen the videos of him already working on a step back since Harden has joined the Sixers. And oh yeah. he's literally implying that in his game in games already, and it works. I mean, he had a horrible and, travel like the one of the first times he tried it, but I mean, he's. 
already figuring out how to play more like a guard. I mean, he's until we get to my bench, you'll, you'll see. I am a very pass heavy guy, yeah. and Nikola Jokic, he just he drops assists like nothing. Yeah. Um. So seeing that going to Steph and going to anyone, any other shooters that I draft mm-hmm. is going to be very clutch. Yeah. Fair enough. Hit me. Okay. Next one for me. I could go a couple different ways with this. Okay, I got two players in mind looking at the screen. I am going to go with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is a player to me that every time I watch him, he he honestly reminds me of baby KD. Every time I watch him, he reminds me of baby KD. So good on contested shots. He can drive by people. Decent defender. I mean, he... He's, I mean, he's obviously the best player on the Celtics. I mean, Jason Brown, uh, Jalen Brown is good, is a great player, but Jason Tatum is just on a whole other level. Jason Tatum, he's my fourth pick. And now I have to, I, I can't let him fall this far. I'm taking Demar Derozan. I, I, I want to elaborate more, but it, at this point, it's just kind of obvious he's had such a breakout year. Yeah. Obviously, we all knew that he could play. No one knew that he could play to this degree that he well, has no, this well, season. Well, it's just it's it's rare to see someone have their best year in like their thirteenth season. Exactly. It's like you. It just it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't make just it, it doesn't fit with the mind quite right. So whenever it happens, just like oh wow, this player they're they're they they finally they finally figured out their best their best play in their thirteenth season. But hey, fair enough. Yeah, and just another great shooter. Yeah. Okay. Next one to me, I. I don't think I don't think I don't think this is the the best player available, but but just going if if I'm thinking if I'm thinking purely in like all star terms of of player of players I know are players I know who play well at the all star game, I I can't I can't I can't not take this player. I'm gonna go Chris Paul. Oh, every time, CP3. every time this dude shows up to the, at the all star game, he drops like 20 assists. He's he's always that player who like. Throws the lob, you know, makes the pass that allows someone to make a highlight play. He's always he's always facilitating the great play that we see in the All Star game. I'm going to take CP3. All right. Well, now now I got to break up the dynamic duo from one of my favorite teams in the league. I can't let you get both Suns All Stars. So as much as I want to take okay. another one of my personal favorite players, I think it's kind of important at this point to take a young star who's really coming into his known. And I'm going to take Devin Booker. Okay. Yeah, he's phenomenal score for the Suns. I mean, he's I mean, the Suns are. I'm, I'm going to talk about the Suns later. Yeah, he's later number one in the show, for a reason. Yeah, he, he's the best player on the best team, essentially. Yeah. Um, okay, next one for me. Now it gets tight. Yeah, it definitely gets tighter now. I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell. Oh, um, this right. is a player that I've actually been a little bit critical of. Um, and that's, I've been not, a lot that's, critical not, of him. Not necessarily critical, but just uh, like I acknowledge he's he's definitely one of the best players in the league. But I feel like he's not always the most efficient player in the league, which is always which is a little bit annoying to me sometimes. Um, but cannot cannot deny his scoring ability. I think he would fit. I don't have a lot of like two guards on this team, so I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell. All right, and now it comes down to I got to pick between two of my favorite players in the league because I don't think it makes sense for me to have both of them. So since we're already on the bench, and he let me down last, the other one let me down <laughs> last night. So I'm going to take Lamelo Ball of the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh, okay, uh, he is technically replacing KD on this roster. Yeah, they are nothing alike. No. Um, because Lamelo is much more. I'm not calling Katie a selfish player, but Lamelo's play is much more unselfish. He he relies on the assist game so strongly. Yep. Uh, it's what makes him such an offensive threat. So I actually really like this on a team that is. I hope I'm going to fill it out with a lot more shooters. So okay. Me. Fair enough. Um. So fill me in. How many how many picks we got left? Like four or five? Um. We yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe we have. 
Yeah, it's seven. It's seven bench players. So, okay. Yeah, let's just speed through this. Yeah, yeah. We'll just do. We'll just run through these rapid fire. I my next pick. I'm gonna take uh, the lead man for Miami, Jimmy Butler. He's been playing. Jimmy Bucket. He's been playing really good this season. Miami's number one in the Eastern Conference this season. Um, great defensive player. We all know. We 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 all remember how good he was playing in that Miami Heat postseason run about two years ago. Can put on. I mean, not not the most not the prettiest offensive game, but he always just kind of finds a way to just do what he needs to do. Definitely one of the best players in the league. Jimmy Butler is my fifth or sixth pick. And then he's still on the board, so I will take him. I'll take Ice Trey. Uh, Trey I, I Young. Knew was, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that stud to come. for the Atlanta Hawks. I was having like, a bit of an off year, but um, still, if that he if, if he can help them squeak back into the playoffs, we could see something big from them again. Okay. Whew. All right, definitely getting a little bit cl- uh, tighter now. Yep. Um, I'm gonna take Zach Levine. I Zach feel like he's. Ki- I feel like he's kind of the forgot. I mean, obviously Demar Derozan is the has been the lead man for Chicago this season, but people forget how effective Zach, Le- how effective a scorer Zach Levine has become. I mean, one of the best three point shooters in the entire league. Obviously, has crazy athleticism and, and is a decent defender. I I love Zach Levine's play. I give give him my team. I love Zach Levine. Yeah, and uh, coming off of a strong performance last night, uh, I'm tempted to take. Dre- on, but I'm going to take the the cat from the wolves. I'm going to take Carl Anthony Carl Towns. Anthony Towns, three point contest winner. I yeah. love that. And right. uh, now I doubt that he'll do as well. But no, no, no. I know. Yeah. All right. So I think we have. If, uh, we have Let's just do one more, and then we can auto fill the rest. We don't have time. Okay. Let's just take one more. I think we have. I think we've almost taken everyone except for two players. Oh no, um, there's there's on, a couple left. Oh, well, on on Team Durant, on on the real Team Durant. Oh, um, are, if we're just yeah, doing, if we're just gonna, yeah, if we're just gonna wrap left. this up, I'm gonna take my boy. Um, constantly getting disrespected during this during the All Star selections uh selection show, but I don't care. He is he has become a whole different player since he's finally gotten off that tragic Minnesota uh oh. those tragic Minnesota teams in past mm. years. Give me Andrew Wiggins. Whoa. I I love the the, I love his falls. game. He he has. If 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 he was able to get more shots on that Warriors team, I think people would actually understand how good he is, especially this season. I mean, he has such a, a variety of moves that he can beat you with. He can beat you in the post. He can drive by you, even though he does not drive nearly enough. His his three point shot from the outside has improved drastically since he's gone to Golden State. I love I love everything that Andrew Wiggins is, is showing me for the Warriors. He also is great on the defensive end. He's one of the best. Uh, he's one of the best wings who can block shots in the entire NBA. Give me Andrew Wiggins. See now, now I'm really torn because at this point I have everything that I want on my team. So I'm going to take just what I think is best player available. And at this point, I think it's probably Chris Middleton. Okay, uh, forward for the Milwaukee Bucks. All yeah, right. there, there's some players left on the board, but I I think we have a pretty good chance um, uh, of only, saying who would I'm, win this game. Yeah, yeah, the only players I think we haven't taken, just looking at the board briefly, just, uh, are Dejounte Murray. It's Harden. It's Harden. It's James Harden, Darius Garland, Fred VanVleet, and Dejounte Murray. I think those are the four players. We I haven't. believe you are correct. All right, just to, I'm going to run through this very quick. We just rapid fire. Yeah. First one of those four, I'll take. I won't be as disrespectful as Kevin Durant was. I'll take James Harden. I'll take Draymond. All right, you take you take Draymond, and then I'll take. Ooh, I'll take Red. I'll take uh, Van Vliet over Murray. And then who's that leave me? You you get Murray. You oh, get, okay. You get Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray. Yeah. All right, we'll we so we'll post we'll post um what each team was officially on our Twitter, and I'll let you guys decide. Uh, which which team that you think is better once the uh, once this live show is over? We're going to take a very short break, and then we come back. We'll run through the HY headline. Missed that last song? Want to check out our music blog? Well, then log on to www.vicradio.org. See our daily schedule. Take a look at our wide selection of specialty programming, and learn more about our annual 50-hour marathon. 
That's BICRadio.org, your online home for the best of what's next. At BIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. And once again, welcome back to HQI Sports. Now it is time to go over the HQI headlines. This is the same that we do every show, just running through some of the biggest storylines in the, in the sports world on uh, well, whenever we're recording. So for today, um, our first headline for this Sunday morning show is about the MLB, unfortunately, once again. It's, it's not good news. Uh, it never seems to be with the MLB uh. now these days. Um, so the MLB officially has canceled spring games through the day of March fourth, uh, due to the lockout. Wahoo! Uh, yeah, it's 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 not good news. Um, which so essentially, this is making the earliest game that we could see in spring training happen after March fourth. But let's uh, be realistic; we won't see that. No, either. This, there's, but, there's no but way. Stick, but, the facts, it, yeah. it, but this is definitely a development in in that the MLB is now officially made this public. This is not just speculation. This is, this is the MLB decision because they know obviously what. What the situation? They, they obviously know the situation way better than we do because they're obviously they they know this, the conversation is going behind closed doors. Um, and then also a part of this announcement was um, so since 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 obviously we have games now postponed throughout the fourth. It also reports have been to, have been telling us that if the MLB and the MLBPA cannot come to a deal before the date of of February twenty eighth. That there is almost no likely scenario in which the regular season now starts on time. So if that is true, if those reports are correct, we essentially have eight days, Parker, until we can at, until eight days until we are officially over that deadline, and essentially the regular season will now be affected, costing obviously these people millions of dollars since they cannot come to an agreement. I mean, before we obviously get into the main conversation, I mean, this is the one thing I'll add just quickly. If since we obviously are in this situation, I don't understand the whole dynamic of these of the MLBPA and and the owners only essentially meeting like once every like like maybe like twice. There a needs week. to be some urgency. I don't. Yeah, point. I don't understand why these people are not literally like Zoom call or not in person meeting. I don't care. I honestly don't care how they do this. But why aren't these people just for the fans' sake? How are these people not meeting? Essentially, every single day for few, uh, uh, for as long as you need. Like there should be a, there should be a like you said there should be a sense of urgency where these people are meeting for as long as they possibly can, despite the disagreements. But I do get like, why there isn't. It's I, I it's understand, so much a show but it's just of strength like, to say, oh, we don't care. They're trying. To me, it, should, it seems like so the owners stupid, are trying to show Both these people are going to be losing money. Everyone loses. Everyone money. loses money if you don't figure out the situation. So, and I feel Egos like are clashing. And I, I just, I it it. I mean. For anyone who studies studies business or knows anything about the sports media industry, like make money, money, money is point. the ultimate decider of what yes. of what happens, and it just it doesn't make sense as to why these people aren't you know more urgent to make this deal come through. So, and we don't know what the sticking point is necessarily, but whatever it is, cannot cost more yeah. than missing the season and continuing to allow interest to wane for your sport. It's just sad. It's I mean, just dumb. It's just and now and now we're seeing this especially affect minor leaguers. Exactly. Who are who already don't make money. This is this is cuz the spring is their moment to actually show what they're capable of and 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 
and you know fight to try to make one of those you know limited limited uh limited roster spots for the for the opening day roster so this is now affecting them i mean it it's mm. it's a horrible situation also i was reading cuz i've been reading about this constantly pretty much every day now this is cuz now this is the third spring training parker that's been irregular cuz we had obviously the pandemic season the 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 shortened sixty game season and then we had the twenty uh, last season also was still affected by COVID and now we have no spring training essentially this season and for the people of you know Florida and Arizona who obviously live around the spring training complexes which rely on these people and for fans to come there and to watch spring training games who who whose businesses rely on this influx of people during the spring. This is now in return affecting them once again, which is it's not because COVID is like okay, I understand it's a completely irregular situation, but now this is this now this is the own fault of the owners and in, in the MLBPA not coming to an agreement that that is now affecting their business. So it's it's a situation obviously no one wants to be in, it's, and it's essentially now we have confirmation that there obviously is not going to be the spring training is not going to be, is not going to be normal, and now it's looking very much possible that the regular season is not going to be normal. So. That's that's the first headline. Uh, we only got one more uh, for today's show, and that is the college football playoff expansion has has again failed. On Thursday, representatives of the twelve college football conferences met to discuss the potential expansion of the college football playoffs before uh, before twenty twenty six, but they were not able to come to an agreement. And by and they needed, uh, I believe, they need they need, they needed to obviously win a vote to obviously expand the college football playoff, and that did not happen. Um, I obviously am not a fan of this decision. I've always been a f- in yeah. favor of expanding the college football playoff. I know some people obviously. I, I know some people obviously aren't. Um, I honestly don't know what your personal opinion on, is on uh, expansion. Are you in favor? Or were, were you on the side of trying to expand it? And you want to keep it the same? What were what were your, what were your hopes uh, for the uh, agreement? Well, I want to take a look at both sides of it okay, um, because sure. yeah, uh, in terms of my personal opinion, I'm very much for expansion. It's going to happen in 2026 anyway. I believe was the agreement. But um, the dissenters against the people who went against the vote, Pac-12, ACC, Big Ten, and they all said, well, all of our press and all of our player acclaim and our coach acclaim and our money, uh, we talked about money being the ultimate decider, right. um, all that comes from bowl games because in the current playoff setting, their, their teams are not making the playoffs. None of those um, – the Big Ten, I don't believe, has had a one – one of these is Washington. I think it's Pac-12. Yeah, Pac-12 is Washington, and they made the playoffs in 2016. But that's the last time that um, there was a major name. ACC, no, it's not even ACC. It's AAC is what Cincinnati was. Yeah. So these teams are largely quiet when it comes to playoffs. So they get a lot of attention from bowl games. It's how their players get scattered. It's how they get a claim. So seeing a 12-team playoff, which is what was being pitched, would devalue the bowl games, like the Rose Bowl, even more. Which, uh, in fairness, I actually totally get that. That said, make your teams better. Well, allow your teams to get better so that they can make that upgraded 12-team playoff, it gets much less SEC dominant when you take out the best SEC teams just automatically basically get in. Because the SEC is very top-heavy. It's not great all the way down. It's just Bama and Georgia and a couple others are so great that we think that the SEC is stupid dominant. No, they just have four or five great teams. And then the other seven are up for grabs. So I personally think that starting it in two years makes a lot of sense. It allows these teams um, to potentially show out and pull off an upset. 
it means we would see teams like Cincinnati more often. Unfortunately, it would make those stories a little less interesting, but it would still make those stories ha- it would still allow those stories to happen and we wouldn't be so worried about a completely undefeated team potentially getting screwed out of the playoffs. I just here I mean here's my thing. I mean, I'm honestly not all too familiar with all the the the, the details of this whole expansion process. I would love to see I I mean 12 games on I mean 12 teams honestly is a, it, it feels like a little bit it honestly feels like kind of a lot to me. I would adding a bye to the college football playoffs isn't totally necessary, but right. Yeah, I've always been. I my always my always you know personal preference was to have eight teams. I think that would be. Um, I feel that well, I, it's it's eight teams and then the wild card. It's basically they're doing wild. No, no, no. Yeah, doing and wild then cards. yeah, and then I guess I guess my whole thing is when when Cincinnati made the college football playoff this past year. I feel like it was such a like it, it gives people more of like an excitement of seeing teams that they've never seen before because obviously I, I understand wanting to have you know the powerhouses uh, you know con- uh, consistently represented in the biggest playoff of the year you know getting getting making sure the Alabamas and the Georgias and the I mean Clemson obviously not their best year last season but usually I mean those. There's there's always those teams that obviously are are, are obviously you know the, the biggest powerhouses in football and you want to see the best players play against the best players ultimately I get that but wouldn't it not be more exciting to have underdogs and and players that you that you honestly don't honestly know of you know players like players from a program like Cincinnati or maybe even like a lower you know Big Twelve school making in their one like wouldn't that be it, it'd be much more like March Madness in that you could have teams. Who you're all who you're not too familiar with, but also but compete against those you know top tier prospect players and have maybe some success success against them and then maybe improving their stocks. I mean, I just I feel like there's so many different so many different options you can go if you expand the playoffs. Where if you just kind of keep it to the, keep it to the same format, you're never going to really be able to to grow it the way you can. And, honest, and honestly, I mean, coming back to the money argument, I mean, I feel like. I feel like there's honestly no downfall in, in honestly expanding it. There's like, there's, what's the downside of expanding it? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, maybe there's more games the, for injury, exactly. but like, I mean, come on, these, these these players are young. I mean, I mean, just giving them more. I mean, the college season is already way shorter than the NFL season. I mean, you, you really tell me these kids couldn't play one or two more games? I mean, come on. Yeah, and and I think a lot of, especially as we talk about when we get into bowl season, a lot of prospects do end up just sitting out bowl games. So they're still, except for the Senior Bowl, when a lot of seniors who haven't right, been yeah, super yeah. stunning need to show out. So I think you absolutely have a point that even though the Rose Bowl keeps getting devalued and all the other big bowl games keep slipping in terms of value because people keep sitting out, um, there's no guarantee it would encourage fewer players to sit out starting in an expanded playoff, which could be a great thing. So I do think it's a little short-sighted by the three, team, by the three uh, conferences that decide not to. That said, I understand being hesitant because we are still going to get it. Right. It, the, the expansion is still planned. It's just still being worked out, and they're not accelerating it. So I'm still okay with where it's going, and I understand the dissension. I just wish they had thought it through a little bit more. No, and I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I hope – like you said, I do think there will be expansion in the future, just maybe not as soon as we like to have hoped. Um, we're going to take a very short break, and then when we come back, I'm going to be really my top five teams as we, he- as we head – well, as we close up wrap up all-star weekend here in the nba stay tuned for that take vic radio with you on your ios device that's right the best of what's next is available wherever you go current song information in-app access to social media sleep timer and alarm clock settings it's all there download the vic radio app from the app store today 
Medical mistakes claim tens of thousands of lives every year. The healthcare community is working on it, but you can help. When you communicate with your doctor, when you ask more questions, you reduce your risk of suffering a medical mistake. Doctors can't answer if you don't ask. Help reduce your risk. Questions are the answer. Learn the 10 questions you must ask. Visit www.ahrq.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and the Ad Council. So now it is time. It is we're back at it with NBA power rankings. We're trying trying to bring you guys these power rankings, essentially like once every two weeks, you know, because obviously NBA season is a lot more. It's it's not as it's not as quickly and not not as, it's not as it doesn't change as fast as sort of the NFL season does. We have teams constantly kind of shifting throughout the you know hierarchy of the NFL. Um, but yeah, got got NBA power rankings for you guys today, giving giving you my top five teams. Parker, if you're ready, I'll start with number five right now. Oh, yeah. Take it away. All right. Starting with number five, I got the Miami Heat coming number five. Now, I know I will admit that's probably maybe a little bit low for some of you guys. Um, I I recognize that, you know, the 38 and 21 first in the Eastern Conference, not denying that they're definitely – I'm not denying that they're definitely not – They're going back and forth with Chicago. It's okay. I mean, and they got – I think they got a top three defense in the Eastern Conference. I mean, Jimmy Butler, we all know how good Jimmy Butler is. Come on. And I think they're honestly similar to Phoenix in a way, in that they just—they're incredibly—they're an incredibly balanced squad. They don't really have that player night in, night out that will like just go out there. They don't—they don't have an Embiid. They don't have a Giannis. They don't have like that—that that, like premier, you know, top ten player in the NBA, in my opinion. But nevertheless, they still are able to win. They—they they, they win so many games despite that. Um, my only kind of real concern for them is you know, honestly going down the stretch. So how are they going to be able to score? And close, you know, playoff games. Not even just playoff games, but just close games in general. As we've seen, Tyler Hero can struggle a little bit in this. Well, area yeah, I after mean, the but like two years ago. Well, to that point, I mean, and then you obviously know that the ball probably is going to want to be going to Jimmy Butler on most occasions, and yeah. will he be able to consistently deliver? I he think, is back I think, this he, year. I think he can. I think he can most nights. It's just every night, I'm not sure. Um, honestly, don't don't forget about Duncan Robinson. You know, one of the best three point shooters Bam in, the, in the entire league. Very they're well. a great team. I, I, despite they are just even, diet Phoenix, even though right. they are first in their conference, I do think they're slightly overrated just a little bit. But I still got number five. I still got a lot of respect for them. All right, hit me with number coming at number four. Um, I might this is four. Um, I might this is four. Um, I might this might be my my soft spot team this year. It is the Milwaukee Bucks. No, they, I think you're right. <laughs> I think I even though they are fifth in the Eastern Conference, the, the top of the Eastern Conference is still like it, one game can decide. One game can completely change the structure of the Eastern Conference uh, playoff structure. Um but they're third, they're 36 and 24 right now. Um this team, Parker, when they play their best game in my opinion, I think they're pretty much unbeatable. I mean, Giannis is Giannis. He's averaging 29, 11, 11 rebounds, 6 assists and has a 32.36 PER rating. I mean, just absolutely insane. Um, I also like the Serge Ibaka pickup that they got at the deadline. I think he's going to be, I think he could be a pretty helpful contributor as they go into their playoff run. Um, Drew Holiday is playing a, a really good this season. I mean, Chris Middleton has been a little bit disappointing, but I still think you should probably give him time. This is a team, Parker, that even when they might not be playing their best ball at times, never lose faith. I mean, we 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 saw that it was that was obviously apparent in last year's playoffs. I mean, never. I mean, they came into that playoff like as a four seed, and then they just and they just found way to found way to win all those series, and eventually won the finals. So even though the Milwaukee Bucks are not the best team right now, I still have a lot of faith in them going forward. They are my fourth and down the team. stretch. Ooh, yeah, Chris Middleton my, shows up in playoff time. Yeah, there, there's this is definitely a team that you still that you always got to be wary of. All right, hit me. Number three, coming in number three, top three. I got Golden State. 
Now, right. okay, they're forty-two and seventeen, second in Western Conference. I think people also kind of they tend to think that this team is just kind of like a scoring juggernaut with Steph, Clay, uh, Wiggins, and then Draymond can obviously facilitate well. But they're actually not. They're actually a, they're actually more of a defensive team than obviously. It, it's crazy to they're, say they're, it out loud. I mean, Draymond Green is honestly one of the biggest chess pieces in the entire NBA. When he's on the, I mean, when he's on the court, he's, I mean, he's not the most. He's obviously not the most flashy player, but he does the little the little things that that most fans honestly just don't notice. Um, so yeah, this is honestly a more of a defensive team than a scoring team. But obviously, when Curry gets going, I mean, that just honestly makes it even that much harder to beat them. I still think Clay is still kind of getting adjusted to playing playing in the NBA again. I think he he could be playing even better as we go throughout the season. Plus, we, Clay's Wiggins, still getting his mechanics back. He was he's shooting yeah, like he, he's still in he, twenty nineteen. Yeah, and it he was needs to get it was back, unreasonable but. to expect him to be you know his normal self as soon as he got back on the court. That's, and they definitely slipped a bit, but I, I think we can expect him to. Uh, I, I think we can expect good things from them in the yeah. playoffs since they will probably they'll either lock up this two seed or they'll be a three seed going in. Yeah, either way, they'll be fine. I would be I would be shocked West. if they don't finish as a top three seed in the Western Conference. And also, don't forget about. Jonathan Kuminga, their draft pick in this last year's draft, Showed number out. one player in his high school class. I love it when people, maybe, maybe when they don't even have that good of a G League or college season, that they still bank on the high, on that talent that they were evaluated in for high school. And he has been a very, very nice addition to their squad. I mean, he's long, six foot nine kind of guard, but can also just kind of bully people. I love what he's being to that to that team. So, despite not being despite not being number one, I still got number three. Got a lot of respect for them. Let's move on to number two, though, which Ooh. is which is this is probably where I probably lose. Some I didn't people. see them in the bottom three, so I wrote in my notes that I thought they weren't on the list at all, but and then I are. scrolled up and they're but number they're just, two. They're and just, I but they're just out. they're just higher than what any what anyone would probably expect. But I don't hate it. No, I honestly, I mean, I got. Well, I think, them I, think I got a good point. So yeah, if you can't, I mean, if you don't know, I have Philadelphia as my <laughs> as my second best team in the NBA right now. I know that probably seems a little bit a little bit extreme, but let me just explain. They're third in the Eastern Conference, thirty-five and twenty-three, and I mean, if you guys have not been watching Joel Embiid this season, I mean, honestly, you're you're honestly missing out on some of the best big man play we've ever seen oh, yeah. in the NBA. I mean, the guy is literally a seven-foot-one guard at times, who also, by the way, weighs like two hundred and seventy pounds. I mean, it's honestly ridiculous. I mean, he's he's playing. This is this is the best. This is the best play we'll ever see from Embiid. I don't honestly. I don't know. I honestly don't know how he could improve his game. As, oh, definitely. That's what we're seeing right this now. This is peak. This is yeah. This is and peak Embiid. That's what will. And, and that's consequently why they went out and got someone like James Harden because they know. I mean, they know they can't waste. They're in win now. They, mode. they can't waste. They can't. They can't waste away the inflated Embiid. Waiting for Ben Simmons to maybe maybe consider his mind. They Has finally, Harden played yet, or is he still? No, hurt? he was out. They they ruled him out. Um, they He's were, not playing in the All Star game. I knew that. No, because he has the hamstring. He has the hamstring issue. So right. even though we, even though we drafted him, he's not going to be playing. Um. So yeah. I. So once so once Harden gets on the court with Embiid, I honestly have no worries about about how that duo is going to play together. I feel like it's going to open up so many different things in the pick and roll game. They lost Seth Curry, which is definitely going to hurt. Um. He's been playing really well for Brooklyn in his first few games there. Um, Andre Drummond was he's a good piece, but I think they can honestly live without him. Just took a look. Um, so it looks like Harden's going to be coming back right after the All Star break. He okay, said yeah, that it, so he yeah. should be good to go. It, it, so they uh, should be coming right back to form. Yeah, that honestly doesn't surprise me. I, I, it was it was kind of obvious what that what that whole situation was from the from the get go. Yeah. So yeah, despite I, even though there probably is you know, more balanced rosters in the NBA, NBA as of right now, 
I got Philadelphia coming in number two because because of how well Embiid is playing, and I am banking that Harden and Embiid will be one of the one of the deadliest duos um, for hopefully many years to come. I think it could be a really really special duo. And number one, but the number Orlando one, Magic. I think is pretty obvious as at least of right now in the NBA season. It is the Phoenix Suns, best right. record in the, in the NBA, forty eight and ten. I'm, I'm disappointed. They also have the largest point differential in the NBA of eight point one. That means they that means cool. they often are just blowing teams out. Yep. Um, they're currently on a seven-game win streak as they, as they headed into the All-Star uh, All-Star break. They're nine and one in the last ten games. I mean, this is this is a team, Parker. That I mean, they don't really have. I mean, Devin Booker is a great player. Chris Ball is a great player. I love DeAndre Ayton more than most people. But they still they're kind of they're kind of similar to Miami. Like I was saying, they don't really have. I mean, even though how, even though Devin Booker is definitely one of the best scorers in the league, they don't have that premier like LeBron or Jaw or KD. They don't they don't they still don't have that like a like top ten elite player. But they don't need it, Parker. They honestly, I mean, it's it's incredible how how consistent and 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 reliable they are without having one of those you know cream of the crop players, because they just, I mean, they're they're I've I've used this term before. They are they are honestly a machine of a team. They just they work so well together. I mean, you you can look at the stat sheet on almost any given night, Parker, and their starting lineup. Well, everyone, every person in that starting lineup will have at least ten points. Oh yeah, and not almost no other team can say that. I mean, it's so it's it's so it's so fascinating to me how well this team works together. Monty Williams is one is an one, amazing it, coach. He's he's he's. I mean, he's coaching the All Star game. So, and I feel so the people, need to bring this up every time. Th- this was an organization in turmoil to start the season, and yeah, still and it still hasn't totally calmed down. No. that's how good a coach Monty Williams is, yeah, and how Monty good a leader Williams. Chris Paul is. We talked yeah. about him earlier during yeah, the draft, I, and I think and I think too. I think this. I mean, I I mean, this is not. I mean, I I don't think this is the main factor, but I feel like because it. I, because obviously the Suns lost the finals last season. Oh, they're, they're on they, a revenge but, tour. But even even though they lost it, I think there was no shame in it. I mean, they they were going against someone who they were going they were going against a player in Giannis that was just absolutely playing best at, player on the planet. I mean, they were, it's okay. yeah, who was just absolutely playing out of his mind. So there was no there was no like all oh, the Suns they could have done better. I mean, no, there was none of that in my opinion. But still, I think they're honestly on a revenge tour. I believe they took that loss or the, the, took that finals loss in the chin, and I think that's motivating them to play so well this season. So with that being said, I got the Suns number one. Got Philadelphia number two, Golden State number three, uh, got Milwaukee number four, and Miami number five. Those right, are my so top w- five teams. One quick question because we are going to start wrapping up. Are you uh, two questions? First of all, where is Memphis? This is just brief. So, I mean, they're probably they're probably at my fictional number six and seven. Okay. I mean, I I honestly might have put them number five, but I I couldn't I couldn't ignore Miami being number one in That's the Eastern totally Conference, fair. even though I don't understand half the time of of why Miami is so good. That heat culture is just—it's it's really it, good. It's yeah. really good. It now, just, it just the other games. thing, the last thing I need to know: Are you backing off of Chicago officially? I—I I, I mean, it would be pretty. It would not be smart of me to say yes with how well Demar has been playing. Even though I probably—I mean, I think it's pretty reasonable to expect at least somewhat of a drop off. I understand them not being here, but you said Memphis might be your number six, so I am wondering. No, I mean, it, it would be—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a scenario in which you know. Either Chicago's number six and Memphis is number seven, or maybe okay. Memphis is number six and Chicago's number seven. I mean, I think they're pretty much even. I feel like Memphis probably has more of a just a kind of like a fun. I feel like they have more of a punch than maybe Chicago does at any given time because John Branch can get, can just go absolutely nuts. Um, and then Desmond Bain has been playing really well. They obviously got Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, but no, yeah, no hate on these tiers. I, I like I like this power rankings. Okay. To be All honest, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not, a pretty I'm not, big fan. Not backing off. Of I'm Chicago. worried 76ers might be a little overrated because they They're just a had little, a roster shakeup. I mean, but just I mean, but, but no, but I think you're, you have a very good point. But it, 
the reason, well, part of the reason why I have Philadelphia is so high. I mean, I don't want to get into it too too briefly, but like, it, it's similar. It's similar as to my argument with Giannis and why I have Milwaukee where they are. I mean, who who in this league? I mean, well, technically, who in the Eastern Conference could even try to guard to try and guard Embiid right now? I mean, there's no one when you have a player that's that unguardable. Yeah. I mean, it just because I I look at these breakings of who as who would win in the game right now. I would take Embiid over almost anyone in the yeah. league right now. So if we were doing that, I take Giannis all, all over almost anyone. But that said, I definitely see your point. Okay. So yeah, that's those are my those are my uh top 5 teams in the NBA as we close off uh, All-Star weekend. And that is going to wrap up the show, but before we before we sign off, we're going to do our 2-minute warning for today. And today, we actually have a fan question. Uh we got this um we we got this question from uh someone who we were we were heading down to the studio and then we were we bumped into someone and it was like hey aren't you guys doing a show today it was like yeah yeah I was like oh I got a question for you guys if you want if you guys want to read it off uh I'll read it off on the air and essentially he was just asking for some tips uh for anyone who was new or who, who was looking to start into radio so with that being said with that being said Parker I'll let you actually take the first uh first uh first jab at that question I learned this early on. Because uh, I've gotten a lot of morning shifts. I've got a lot of early morning stuff. I had weekly pitch at 9 a.m. I have the morning drive on Wednesdays. You're very active. I, I'm, I'm impressed. But what it has taught me, set multiple alarms. I have yet <laughs> I have yet to miss something, but I am always. Actually, I may have slept through one sportscast. But, um, <laughs> but to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my recollection, I have never missed anything yet. And that is because I set three or four alarms. I am a heavy sleeper, mm-hmm. and I do not like waking up in the Fair mornings. Enough. Fair enough. So I, I, I set an alarm. I set multiple alarms. All right. I guess I'll answer that question. I'll answer the question quickly. I would say almost I – would, I would say probably the biggest thing is don't come prepared. I mean, don't I th- come prepared. Don't come prepared. I feel like, I feel like the radio is something where like – I mean, I think I feel like the more I'm prepared, the, the more fun it is. I mean, I don't, I honestly, I mean, I mean, I feel like there's something to be said in that. Just coming to the radio, coming to the radio, just with your pure and honest, you know, opinions is something that is honestly underrated. I mean, you can you can obviously have notes, but coming into it just just natural, I think, is something that is honestly kind of underrated because I feel like whenever you have something too prepared, honestly, it just kind of drives away from. You know, kind of the excitement kind of doing dull. radio. Yeah, yeah. just kind of something kind of dull. It's, 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 it's always it's always good to have fun, especially when you're doing VSA radio on 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 Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. So that is going to wrap up our show today. Thank you all for thank you all for listening. Be sure to go check out HY Sports on all podcast platforms and social media social media platforms. With that being said, though, we'll see you guys next week.